Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. We're doing teen drama fan casting. 525,600 minutes times two. 525,000 moments of this podcast times two. I guess. Yeah, this is our two year. Is this two year? Uh, yeah, I guess this would be two year. Yeah. This is episode 102. It's 102, but we've had. A little bit. We took a couple weeks off. Well, we also have ones that I guess didn't tech, like, uh, I mean. The ones, the bonuses don't have numbers. They don't have numbers. But we and, have and, taken two weeks off. Yeah, we have taken, yeah, we have taken weeks off with this yeah. one. Yeah, we took our Christmas break. Yes, we did. And I think we took another week off when I was traveling and there was no Riverdale ones. Anyway, <laughs> this is our two-year anniversary, which is why I'm singing Rent. Also, I was late coming to your house because I was watching Rent live. <laughs> Oh, right. That was on. Yeah. Yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda was very upset he was working while it was on. I forgot it was happening tonight, and I went over to mom and dad's house, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> My show. I'm not recording it. So I forced mom to record it, and now I have to go to her house and watch it. And she says she will not watch it with me. Well, I mean, they're as, as they have said, they are going on a trip someday. Yes. April yeah. 9th is when they're leaving. Well, we shouldn't say when they're leaving their house. Oh, that's okay. I'm living there. Oh, you're right. You are living there for the time. <laughs> but then your house, rent. look, it's your, your roommate I have a there. roommate. There's people everywhere. Every house has people in it. Are you just going to live in their house for a month? Not the entire time. Okay. Go home sometimes. <laughs> but you don't point, know when. But at that point, you'll just have a month. I could be anywhere. Could be anywhere. Could be at my house. Could be at their house. Could be at this house. <laughs> <laughs> that we record in. Assuming you'll be some at the time. Well, we have to record the podcast, so... That's true. We do have to do that. Well, speaking of the podcast... Yeah, I <laughs> We think watched we Riverdale. To... <laughs> we sure did. It was, sure was an episode of Riverdale. Things happened? It's it's continuing to be an episode of Riverdale. Yeah, I'm not actually sure if we've progressed. Well, we'll talk about it. I don't know that we're actually in a different place than like I know things have happened. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to track. It's hard to track uh Riverdale. Yeah, things are revealed. <laughs> things are not revealed. People are physically in different places. And they say things that I'm not sure are actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. And in a tragic turn of events, there's no more scenes that take place in Canada. No, no, they're done with Canada. Well, I guess all the scenes take place in Canada because they were all filmed in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Arch, <laughs> Archie's trip did not last as long as it potentially could have. As we had maybe hoped. Yeah, as we had maybe hoped. He just got attacked by that grizzly. Because, you know, there's grizzlies in Ontario. <laughs> Where he was, presumably. There's not grizzly bears in Ontario, guys. There's just not. There's just not. There's just... That's not. Well, I think we can get into it then. All right. All right, so this is Riverdale. Season 3, Episode 10. The Stranger. The Stranger. So begin as many episodes do with Jughead talking to us. Making a wild proclamation that he immediately puts a caveat on. <laughs> yeah. He says that uh, at... 8.37 on a Wednesday morning, Archie died. Pause. 
But he didn't actually die, just the man we knew was dead, and now he was a new man. Much like Cheryl Blossom admitting to murder. And then immediately being like, oh, well, not that kind of murder. No, no, not that kind of death. A different kind of death. A more spiritual death, if you will. A metaphorical death. <laughs> and uh, but we'll return to Riverdale, because apparently after his whole bear attack, he's like, I'm going home. So, he is still injured. We do know this. Yeah. But he's not that injured. So is this like a month later? This this is a indeterminate time later because we do see the wound eventually and it is very healed. And they are taking the SATs. This is a subplot of this episode. And the earliest I think you can take the SATs is January or February of your junior year. Okay. So I guess winter happened. <laughs> Well, Archie was in Canada, you know, not known for being snowy. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Anyway, Archie walked home from Canada. <laughs> yeah, but now he's returning a stranger. Ooh. He is the outsider of our mystery outsiders and abs. He's the outsider and the abs. <laughs> and kind of, not and really may- the mystery. Well, maybe the mystery. Maybe the mystery. He's pretty upfront about all his stuff. It's just dumb. It's true. So he arrives back, and that becomes immediately a thing. Like, he immediately arrives back at Luke Barry and Jude's. And thank goodness he goes home first. Could, <laughs> couldn't you see dumb, dumb Archie, like, going to see Veronica first? Yeah, I could. I could see him doing many things. What, what if he went to go see Hiram first? <laughs> Hiram, just so you know, I'm back in town. I have returned, but not for murder. For healing. I will say that... So he he arrives and that immediately cuts to um him... Having breakfast Luke, with Having his breakfast dad. with his dad. And I'm just like... It does not feel like Hiram's as much of a problem. Like, Archie goes back to the city. Yep. And, and Archie says, he's like, well, I'm back now, Dad. And he's going to come after you because he's going to kill everything I love. And Hiram doesn't even figure it out until they actually ha- they have to actually go tell Hiram, hey, just so you know, Archie's, Archie's back. back. Well, and then Luke Perry's like, meh, I can take him. Yeah, so suddenly after Hiram being like... You know, the this overarching evil that you can't do anything about and unstoppable. Everyone's just sort of like, hey, I'm not too worried about uh, Hiram Lodge. Well, you know what the problem was? Luke Perry Andrews was not on the show for, like, the first half of the season. <laughs> he was off filming a movie or something. Yeah, he was doing something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the idea of Riverdale having to work around the actor's schedules. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't even know that Luke Perry has been doing anything else. But I'm just like, oh, no, he's busy. He's a very important man. And anyway, Luke Perry brings up, well, have you seen Veronica yet? Which makes sense. He is. Yeah. She was his girlfriend. And Archie's like, oh, yikes. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. Oh, dang. And then he just oh, nuts. <laughs> runs out of the house immediately, presumably. And he knows where Veronica is. The place where she lives. Le Bon Nuit. Her bar. She's there doing nebulous paperwork. Which he... Knows about. Has been to before? Yes. She... Didn't she open it while he was in... She opened it while he was in jail. But did they take him there when he was having his first fever infection dreams? When he was in the bunker? No, I think he was in the the bunker, then he left from the bunker. But he knows of it. They've talked about it. I'm going to assume that he was like, oh, dang, you're right, Dad. Where is she? Oh, she's in her, like, speakeasy thing. (laughs) Oh, I know where that is. And and I will, well, I mean, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Luke Perry knows what it is because you remember when they had that that ambush meeting? The meeting that Betty called? Someone called that that they got nothing from. Oh, yeah, that was Betty. And all the adults were like, no. Yeah, stop it. Anyway, so he shows up. 
and Veronica is immediately demanding and angry and sad. She's confused about his hair, and then they do the kissing. She's, like, real mad about his hair. Yeah. What happened to your hair? (laughs) And he's like, I didn't die. I mean, I died it. I was on the run. (laughs) On the run. It is weird looking at KJ Appa and being like, that's That's, KJ Appa. That's what you look like, because I'm starting to accept his fake red hair. That means what do you see him as? Yeah. Anyway, they start kissing, and then they just presumably have sex right on the bar. And I'm very, very sad for Reggie. I'm also pretty sad for Reggie. So He has worked so hard for Veronica. Yeah. So this continues, and Archie apparently is now just openly being... Like, he's not even trying to be subtle about it. Now he's having a... Uh, a drink with Betty and Jughead and oh, yeah, he's not pretending not that he's not back. However, he is having a root beer float. <gasps> no milkshake for Archie. What? Oh. oh, my God. Everyone's very upset, except for Veronica, who's like, um, he got attacked by a bear? Except except for later. The, everyone sort of trades off how nice they are to Archie. Except just during the fact that, like, <laughs> everyone's so upset that Archie is in the exact same Despite the fact that Archie went to... Okay, first of all, someone tried to murder him. Then he went to jail. Then when he was in jail, he got branded by the warden of the jail. Which we have never seen again. Then someone tried to murder him again. Then then he was stabbed. Then he had to be in a boy fight club. Well, that was I guess that was during the stabbing. Then he was dropped down the staircase to a bunker. (laughs) That's right. I forgot they just flopped him down. Then his branding got infected. No, his stab got infected. Oh, that's right. The branding was fine. Branding was fine. Then he had to run away. Then he thought he met a sexy, fun friend. Well, he had to run away. He made an Archie choice and ran away. Yep. Then he thought he met a sexy, fun friend, but it turns out that she was actually working for Hiram, so he was betrayed. Then some things happened with Penny. I don't really care. Then he was attacked by a bear. (laughs) He has the most PTSD. And also, he saw his dad got shot. And then, and then, and then Jughead is like, well, you're having a root beer float? Oh. So, yeah. Come on, guys. Archie needs help, and no, no one's going to give it to him. No one is ever going to help this boy. We also, they bring up the quarantine again, but all I can figure out it did was shut down Pops. Yeah, that's the one thing. Which is like, and recently it reopened. That's why we're sitting here. Also, my dad keeps trying to stop my supply runs, but don't worry. The serpents protect me. And they can protect you, which they couldn't have done before. <laughs> right? Like, they're not going to protect their boss's best friend. Well, well, I mean, it's like, couldn't they have done that before? Before he ran away? Yeah, couldn't that have been the option? Because Jughead has been the King Serpent for, like, a long time. Anyway, Jughead brings up that he has a mole, and then we learn the B-plot. Well, this thing has so many plots, it's called the B-plot. Yeah, this is, yeah, the B-plot. The B-plot. It's an, yeah, the B-plot. The SATs are on Saturday. Oh my god. Okay, so... The SATs have many sittings, like one per month. I don't understand why Archie has to write these ones. In his junior year. Why can't he? Yeah, you can write the SATs up until December of your senior year. Yeah. He has months to get caught up. But no, they all have to do it that Saturday. So they're going to help him. My God. Also, uh, Betty's debit card gets declined. Yeah, which carries us right on. There's a lot of good scene transfers in this episode. So this carries us the, into our... Sorry, the editor, whoever edited this episode, you're on point. It's real good. Real good. So this leads us into our BC plot for Betty Cooper. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my transition. Good. Thanks. Thanks, editor. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, you're the editor. Mm, yes. Mm. <laughs> you can cut out my transition, aren't you? It's strange how that works. <laughs> so it turns out that Alice Cooper has drained all of Betty's money, including her tuition fund, which, again, you can't pull money out of an RESP That's in not Canada. a tuition fund. Registered Education Saving oh, Program. Oh, others at RRS. R-E-S-P. R-E-S-P, yeah. You can't pull money out of an R-E-S-P unless it's going toward, anyway, this yeah. is the States. I don't know how their banking works. I, th- I think their college fund was literally a bank account that they kept putting money into. Not an R, not anything official mm. like an RR. Well, I would have thought old Alice Cooper would be more financially savvy than that. No, she's crazy. She has not always been crazy. Remember, remember, remember first episode or like first season in the first few episodes when she was smudging Betty's room? You don't think first season Alice Cooper would have been like every dollar has its place and every place has its dollar? No, I bet first season what first season Alice Cooper did was keep it inside a mattress that she lined with explosives. (laughs) If anyone gets there, at least they die too. Anyway, or what we're dancing around is Alice Cooper literally full-on stole all of her daughter's money. And moved it to the farm. But she had to do it because all of those dumb kids that Betty saved. And found houses for. Need to be paid for. Yeah. But don't worry, Betty. You could just study at the farm. Remember first season Alice Cooper who made Betty take Adderall so she would be a more productive student? No, this cult, this cult has ruined... Alice is... This is why I really there really needs to be a scene where Alice realizes all the terrible things she's done. Because she is... She is, like, completely given up all her, like, qual- her prides and her... Everything, um, yeah, everything that she got self-worth from. To this cult, which, let's be clear, this is not like when we talk about Hermione. This is not Alice losing her character no, writing-wise. No, this is the cult doing what cults do. Yeah. I have to bring this up again. This cult is a really cool storyline, but they do such weird things with it. And they're doing a really good job of portraying how cults get to you. Like, they yeah. really are. Yeah, yeah. Like, through Alice, it's... Yeah, it's, but the storyline is... horrifying in the best way. yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Betty's upset about that, <laughs> yeah. as she should be. Speaking of people being upset, Luke Perry Andrews and FP are real upset with Hiram. I like this scene because it shows how straightforward the adults in this, in this like show are. They, <laughs> Luke Perry and FP take a bunch of serpents, go to Hiram's house, and are just like, "Hey, Hiram, Archie's back. Don't mess with him. He is a boy." <laughs> You're a grown man. Don't mess with that boy. You grown man, you. Or me, another grown man. Will kill you. I will kill you. I'm not going to dance around it. I will just kill you. Yeah, Luke, Luke, Luke Perry Andrews. Luke, uh... Mild-mannered, <laughs> even-keeled... Andrews. Luke Perry Andrews. Goes, just so you know, if you do this, I will just kill you in the street. It doesn't matter. I won't feel bad about it. Yeah. Ooh, it's almost like this is perhaps foreshadowing. And Hiram is all Hiram about it. Oh, I don't, I've never had a problem with Archie. I appreciate that Hiram just outright lies. (laughs) Hiram's commitment to gaslighting everyone (laughs) is incredible. (laughs) Like, it's not even like, like, he doesn't even be like, you know, talk around things or things like that. He's just like, no, I would never do that. What? I'm not the Gargoyle King. 
<laughs> something you guys should know. Hiram has always been crazy, but he is slowly losing his mind in this episode. I hope we learn that he is like contracted syphilis or something. <laughs> and he's just the been king's going, disease. He's been going slowly insane for three years. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so more meetings. Yep. There's a lot of meetings this episode. Yep. Archie has a meeting with Weatherby, who is dressed like some sort of Texan oil baron. Wow. Except we're in a black suit instead yeah, of a white suit. Because he's because that's Weatherby. Yeah. So he wants Archie to be realistic because I think it's January, and Archie got arrested. <laughs> Maybe. Like Archie went to prison on Labor Day, so Archie has not attended any of Grade Eleven. Yeah. So that so, but when is it that late though? You can't write the SATs in the fall of your junior year, Aaron. Yeah, but you also can't harvest maple until the same time as this, and they put it early in. I don't think time is a construct for them. Well, okay, so we know that Archie was in jail for a couple of weeks at least. Yeah. So that takes us through September. Yep. We know the quarantine lasted for five weeks. Yes, true. We know that Archie and Jughead journeyed north before the quarantine. Yeah. So maybe that's two more weeks. Yeah. That's ten weeks. That brings us almost up to Christmas. I guess, yeah. Where winter has gone, I don't know. Because <laughs> I just know Archie was in... Canada. The hint- in Ontario. The hinterlands of Ontario. Yeah, how did he get attacked by a bear in January? Them bears are sleeping. Aaron, time does not exist why did they have to say the quarantine was five weeks? Why did the quarantine happen? <laughs> good, good question. <laughs> anyway, Archie has not attended any of his junior year, and Weatherby is like, you should maybe repeat the year. And that's devastating to Archie's self- self-worth. Yeah, I know. It's, no, it's devastating. I guess when I saw this, I'm just like, man, these are real low stakes. Like, if this was the OC, those would be huge stakes. It's true, but this is a TV show where people regularly get shot <laughs> and so, attacked by bears. So I'm just kind of like, all right. <laughs> like when everyone was dealing with murderers and Archie was afraid to play music. Archie keeps on getting plot lines that are so disconnected from the reality of everything else. It's like he should be on a different show. <laughs> Which is why that fan fiction that we found for our yearbook episode <laughs> put him in the OC. Well, it's... Well, it's also why whenever he does get a um a storyline that is like in the Riverdale world, he goes insane. He can't like, handle his it. dad got shot, so he started a militia. <laughs> he got he got accused for a crime, so so he ran and he got he they got got that crime off. Yeah. So he just ran away to Canada. You know, if only they had gotten him therapy after he saw his dad shot. If only he had had some counseling to help him deal with his emotions and fears. Well, speaking of emotions and fears, time for uh, Veronica to let Reggie down easy. Archie's back. We can't date. Bye. And Reggie's like, I oh, know I get it. Man, if this was first season Archie, he'd, uh, Reggie, he would be like, oh, man, you're right. My feelings for Archie. No, my feelings for Archie. <laughs> no, I have to follow them, Veronica. I'm sorry, Veronica. <laughs> Archie's back. You understand. <laughs> He also asks how Archie is. He's very sweet. He is, yeah. Oh, poor Reggie. This Reggie's a lot better than comic Reggie. Comic Reggie, who's just a jerk. Yeah, this Reggie, his jerkiness is understood. Anyway, Veronica does mention that Archie's stressed out about stuff, but she has a plan. Which which I'm like, it's it's going to be a party. party. It's the only thing Veronica knows how to do. So, I guess, meanwhile, or after school, Betty has a meeting with her adult friend. (laughs) 
Blair McCoy. Who Betty goes to a lot, but not as much as she should. Yeah. And she goes to Laura McCoy and is like, hey, so my mom did this. Is it legal? And Laura McCoy is like, well, only if both your parents signed off. But this does show that your both your parents signed off. And Betty looks at it and she's like, no, that's a forgery. <laughs> that's not my dad's signature. My mom has not seen my dad, plus I have forged my dad's signature. <laughs> Laura- good, on, good on Laura McCoy, who's just sort of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Betty's like, for investigations. So this sets up uh, Betty. The BC storyline, as Aaron said. Yes. Uh, she needs her dad to prove that he didn't sign it. Because then they can get an affidavit to get the funds back. Ooh. Ooh no, he needs to sign an affidavit. So like, That's right. Back. Mm, BC storyline. Now here's the uh, the uh, F uh, storyline. Yeah, F for something that I can't say because it's the return of the League of Stupid Evil, which is smaller than it was before. Because a lot of them are dead. Yep. But <sighs> but you have Hiram and you have Penelope and you have Claudius. And uh, Hiram is very agitated because he wants to buy the Sisters of Quiet Mercy property, but a lot of people want to buy it, including the farm. Why does he want to buy it? I don't know. I just want things. And then her mom... Sorry, the way he was talking about it almost made him feel like this was also part of his plan. But he just doesn't want to give up his hold on it. And so Penelope's like, ah, we can have my brothel there. Yeah, Penelope is still... You have to imagine for five weeks that quarantine was going on. Every day she was calling Hiram. Hey, Hiram, uh, when am I going to get my brothel? Where is it going to be? And I'm just like, I don't want a brothel. Why do you want a brothel so bad? Oh, yeah. I remember she was so excited about the quarantine because it would allow her to have her brothel. Vice City or something. Well, that didn't happen. Well, and speaking of the quarantine doing nothing, Hiram's big deal about this episode is that he's like, we need we need a new sheriff. Oh, uh, we, we we need someone we can control and someone that we can, you know, could do all crime stuff for. That's I'm like, what, why did you have the quarantine? I thought it was supposed to be like yeah. a lawless town. Or put the sheriff in during the quarantine. Like, what was the purpose of the quarantine? You got, it, it's like he set up the quarantine and then he's just like, oh man, the days just slipped away. I, I was just so busy. <laughs> Luxuring. Man, the, man uh, the, the new Battlefield game came out, and I just like, I got really wrapped up into it, and then before I knew it, quarantine was done. I shut down Pop Tate's, and then I realized I didn't have anywhere to have some milkshakes. Like, he did not take advantage of this big plan he was working towards at all. Unless he's been secretly doing something that we don't know about. But the problem is that the fact that, that we have not been, like... Yeah, we need something. <laughs> we need something. At this point, it just seems like, why did that happen? Also, he wants Claudius to be the sheriff, and Claudius does not want to be the sheriff. Well, well Penelope's reaction is, the la- Sheriff Mineta was found with his, like, decapitated. I'm like, didn't Hiram do, do that? that? Did Hiram not do that? Is he lying to them about him doing that? I don't know, Penelope. Sometimes people's heads just get cut off. You know, if Claudius was better at his job than Sheriff Mineta, then uh, it'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... That's that scene. <laughs> that's that's the League of Stupid Evil being stupidly evil. The League of Smart Teenagers is doing some smart teenager stuff where they're showing Archie a flashcards. What a crazy scene in Riverdale. The best thing about this scene is that they show him a card that says Iconoclast on it, <laughs> which Jughead has referred to himself as yeah. during this TV show. It was it was the title of an episode yes. that we put out. 
But uh, Archie. I, w- I wonder if they did that because a lot of like maybe their teen watchers didn't know what it was. I didn't want to look it up. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> so like, we'll explain we'll it. Put in a definition because Jughead says it's someone who attacks somebody's deep, deeply close, like held deeply, values. Yeah. And Archie's like, how am I supposed to know that word? I'm a teenager. I'm 16. <laughs> For the first time in forever, Archie's like, I can't. I'm not supposed to be able to deal with this. I'm a teenager. <laughs> and what he can't deal with? Studying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Fangs goes off. Nope. Jughead well, goes off to meet Fangs. Yeah, because he gets called for them. Betty gives a little bit of Archie like, hey, Archie, I taught you to read. Now I'll teach you to do SATs. And Archie's like, oh, my PTSD. It's too strong. Yeah. But uh, fortunately, it's not all bad because Fangs does let uh, Jughead know that there's going to be a meeting of the gargoyles. Fangs has been so good at being a gargoyle that he's going to meet the gargoyle king. Yeah. In that creepy circle. The forest. In the forest. Do. And Jughead's like, ah, excellent. Go to that meeting. You won't be alone. <laughs> cool. Teenagers doing adult things. Yeah. So it turns out that what Betty's, like, going to help Archie with is Betty gets Archie's hair back to normal. Yeah, it's astonishing. I guess they wash back, his, wash out all that dye. Did they just wash it over and over? I presume that his dye was just, like, he greased it, like, in, uh... He just greased it. Oh, no, wait. wait no, no, he dyed it. In, we saw in, the box of dye. In the Outsiders, they bleach their hair is what they do. Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember what, they, what happened. Well. They bleach it in Outsiders. Stay gold, pony boy. That is not what that is referring to. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Okay. Isn't that what it's about? The Outsiders is about dyeing your hair and just deciding, nah, it's a good look. Sometimes you accidentally kill someone and then you have to run away. And they just got to dye your hair. Then your best friend Johnny dies. Yeah. Stay gold, pony boy. Stay gold. You you look real good with blonde hair. Stay gold, pony boy. That's what it is. But Archie, he will stay forever red. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then they go to his surprise party slash study session. And um, Veronica's like, first welcome back song. And I say, and um, because 100% <laughs> I thought it was the opening to O Canada. It, it sounded a lot like the first few lines of O Canada. <laughs> I'm it was like, like, what is happening? Please tell me they're going to do a sad strip to O Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't. She what, sings... <laughs> I, what I need from this show is a sad stripping to the Canadian National Anthem. Well, and you saw what Veronica was wearing, right? It seemed like there was a lot of layers happening in that dress. There was a, there was a lot of people around her. I'm like, please don't start doing this. <laughs> Just like how Betty joined the serpents. I shall join Canada. <laughs> I see you went to Canada, Archie. I will make you happy. Once again, Veronica not quite getting it. Anyway, so she sings and then Archie... Has as, flashbacks to his infection trip. Well, he also has real memories of Hiram too. Yes, he's and she's singing in Spanish. Yeah, and he's he's he gets, he's just having a panic attack. It's yeah. too much for him. Well, I mean, the, the things that I can only get out of, because remember the entire crux of the beginning of this episode, the title of this episode is that Archie, you know, he's going to be a different person than he was before. So I can only think of that he's sitting there and he's like, oh god, I'm feeling things. I'm not supposed to feel things anymore. Yeah, because he's hit himself with a baseball bat until he didn't feel. <laughs> I like that he had that dramatic moment, but he can't do it. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I mean, this is a perfect teen thing. He's like, yeah, I'm going to make myself hard and I'll feel these things. So whenever the emotions come up, he's just like, like, no, the weakness, the badness, my emotions. And off he runs into the night because in a shocking turn of events, this boy who has been brutally attacked numerous times is (laughs) having PTSD. Yeah. 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 
Man, Aaron, there's something I forgot about Riverdale. Specifically <laughs> when it comes to Hal Cooper. When it comes to our BC storyline. <laughs> Black Hood. I forgot. That he's Hannibal G.D. Lecter. Yeah, I forgot that he is in a basement somewhere. <laughs> Living in a glass cage. Standing standing at the back with his arms folded like behind his back. <laughs> Just being like, hello, Clarice. I mean, Betty. (laughs) I've been doing so much studying. And it's, and I mean, like, in this episode specifically, they're going heavy and hard Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. Because he says the signature isn't his, but he's more interested in the Gargoyle King, who he's like, I can help you figure it out. If you give me a G&G manual, I'll give you the affidavit. And I like how it's supposed to be like a dun-dun-dun thing. I'm like, yeah, he wants a, he wants a D&D player handbook. Give him a PHB. <laughs> yeah, What's that going to do? <laughs> He's still in, that ki- still in that cell. No, no, yeah. That's, that's something I forgot. Yep. <laughs> and it well... was a glorious moment when I saw that set again. <laughs> It was delightful. <laughs> and uh, he, I guess, you know, he, you're right. He's in a state penitentiary because we see the actual, like, entrance yeah. hall later. Yeah, he's so not, it makes sense. He's, he's not, not just <laughs> abandoned in the basement of <laughs> Riverdale Prison. <laughs> with no one there. Hoping for food. I guess, no, we learned that the deputies are still just hanging around. There's just no sheriff. There's just no sheriff, yeah. Which I knew there was no deputies, but it's crazy how long it's been. If you're right, Aaron, there has not been a sheriff for Four. months. Because Moneta died when, when it Archie was re- escaped from yes. jail. So it's been at least five weeks. Yeah. If not more, judging by Archie's scar. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So um, we have a really weird scene where Reggie goes to co- confront Veronica. And yeah. he's like, it was real messed up how Archie walked out. And then Veronica's like, yeah, I know. And I'm... So upset at these two human beings. Reggie more than Veronica. I expected from Veronica. Veronica's just kind of like, I'm upset that Archie isn't happy. Yeah. That's, that's really what it sounds like. Because they're trying to make it seem like, oh, man, Ar- that was so weird. That wasn't the Archie I know. All Archie did was sit down, listen to her saying, have a panic attack, and leave. And everyone's like, blaming him. Yeah. How like, dare he have. How rude of him. That's why Archie thinks he has to be perfect. Because this. Because this, this town, town. I mean, mostly now, fair, it's Veronica and Reggie. Well, weirdly. Reggie doesn't know anything that's happened. Oh, right. We do learn that because we go from that scene right into the next scene where Ar- where Reggie shirtlessly confronts Archie. And then Archie turns around and Reggie's like, um. Wait, hold on. What's that? Why so many scars? <laughs> and Archie's like, grizzly bear. It's crazy to me that like Veronica never told in that scene when they're talking about like. Yeah, when he's like, well, he just wasn't himself. That she wasn't like, yeah, well, I mean, he did almost die several times and was attacked by a bear. Yeah, he had a loss of habit to him. It's so crazy that Veronica didn't think of being like, hey, Reggie. I mean, I, I guess you could kind of say it's Archie's private thing, but they're also talking in that moment that... About why he's acting the way he is, which is totally realistic. Yeah, it feels like she should have defended him by being like, hey, Reggie, dude. <laughs> he's well, been through a lot. Well, luckily, once Reggie sees this scar, then he's like, oh, shoot. You've been through a lot, man. I understand. I'm sorry. <laughs> Such a good expression of bromance. Such a good Reggie. Good, good Reggie. Just comes in with, takes his shirt off and yells at Archie. <laughs> and then feels bad about it. 
Oh, I mean, as I said, we do see the scar. It is very healed. It's super. I like, mean, it is still there, thank God. Yeah. Because <laughs> we just sat there screaming, turn around, Archie. It's not like the amazing vanishing brand or knife wound. Yeah, where are those scars? Mm-hmm. Has Reggie even seen Archie's brand yet? I, he no, Yeah, because he helped him. Didn't he help him escape? But I don't know if he saw the brand. That's true. He might have seen the brand. Anyway. Then yeah. we have a scene. Where Hiram Lodge has finally deemed it appropriate to fill in Hermione about what he's doing. Not why. Yeah. This, Hiram has also shifted from being like, yeah, it, uh, me and my wife and the mafia. It's not like he's on the mafia anymore. No, it's just him doing stuff. Don't worry, Hermione. I won't tell you anything, even though I made you the mayor to be like my... To be my partner in crime. Which is why I think, yeah, yeah he's going insane. So he tells her that they've outgrown the Pembroke. So they need to buy the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. So they can move in there. And she's like, no, ghosts. <laughs> also, that's not a house. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a- an asylum. Yeah. There's I like move in there. that creepy thing with the gargoyle head. No one wants that. I don't want to live there. And then he says that she has to make Claudius the sheriff. And she again is like, no. He's your business partner. That's so obvious. People will see it. At least Manetta, no one had a, any idea about yeah. your connection. She's like, go find another Patsy, dum-dum. Get better at crime, husband. Hermione's somehow better. <sighs> so, uh, in the BC storyline, Betty gives Hannibal Lecter the manual and the affidavit. Yeah, because well, Hal signs it. He does his yeah, whole thing. Yeah, he gives it back. But then he reveals the secret he's been holding on. He's like, ooh, this reminds me of Ascension Night. He's like, how do you know what Ascension Night? Because I was there. I was the one who set it up. I poisoned a chalice. I dressed up like the Gargoyle King. It was all me, Betty. <laughs> he was, uh, the principal was my first kill. Ooh. ooh. And Betty is kind of like, mm, Like, what? Mm. What? I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got to go now. And then she leaves. <laughs> and then this is when she finds out yeah. that she just missed her mother. Yeah. Appa- apparently her, uh, uh, the as this random guard guy yeah, is de- like, he's like, oh, you just keep missing your mom. Yeah. yeah. Alice Cooper, she comes every Monday. <laughs> and Betty's like, no, she doesn't. I feel like lawyer McCoy being a lawyer could have done could have been like when Betty when when Betty mm-hmm. said no Hal like she's never visited Hal Betty could well uh, not lawyer Betty, McCoy could have asked for the visitation records yeah could have been like oh well let's see if she hasn't actually yeah but lawyer McCoy does the bare minimum of any law ever probably because Betty pays her zero <laughs> <laughs> but I thought she really likes to help because she was going to take some of those kids remember um. You know. But but even when she was on the, uh, like, doing any sort of lawyer stuff, someone else is always there just doing it as well. Molly Ringwald. Yeah. Oh, man. Molly Ringwald Andrews. Come yeah. back into town and take care of your son. <laughs> he needs your help. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, Kevin, as you know, it is the last weekend of my mostly dry January. Your moist January? Nope. Misty January. Misty January. And, um... Your dewy January. Ooh, I like that one. December. You should have done December. Dewy December. It would be hard to do. No drinking in December. So many <laughs> Christmas parties. Yeah, it would be hard. 
Okay, but I like the taste of wine. You I know, don't. I know, We're I different know. people. I know. I saw something where, when it was like, uh, I saw this thing on uh, Twitter where it was like, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has decided to give up alcohol because of this thing. Everyone's like, oh man, it's cool to do that. I'm just like, okay. I mean, people should just have what they like. Yeah. So I have decided that, you know, I need to start easing my way back into maybe having wine. And I am drinking some uh, de-alcoholized red wine <laughs> directly out of the bottle. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. That is a stereotype of something. I don't know what it is. So I bought this actually like at the beginning of the month and I had a glass and I was like, oh, I do not like this. And I'm drinking it now. And I think I've forgotten what wine tastes like because I like it. <laughs> Just with no alcohol in it. Yeah, no alcohol. So is that not just grape juice? It's like sour and angry grape juice. It's like bad grape juice. Yeah. It only has 40 calories in a cup, though. Wow. That's pretty low calorie. (laughs) It's grape juice and air. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's a product of Germany. It's the Carl Jung selection. Ooh. 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 Do you want some? Uh, no, I'll just have regular grape juice. Not alcohol. I don't, yeah, I don't need any. I'll just drink grape juice. Yeah, you probably don't want to drink something I just described as sharp and angry. <laughs> You've done it before. And you still didn't drink it then. So we have a sad scene. Yes. Archie has decided that all of his belongings and everything he loves is distracting him from the importance of studying. <laughs> yep. So he's packing away everything he once loved. Yep. He's and- made him too soft, Aaron. Luke Perry Andrews is like, mm. <laughs> hey, Archie, how you doing? How much dadding do I need to do here? <laughs> all of it. <laughs> I need to do all the. Oh, no. No, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. But he decides to give Archie a couple more days because he's like, well, he did only just come back. <laughs> he's like, let's see where this goes. But I'm watching you. I mean, he's got other things. He's got to watch Hiram. He has so many people to watch. He's got a lot of things to watch. Good thing he doesn't have a job. Yeah, whatever happened with that? Well, I guess the construction company is still... Maybe... Well, Aaron, it's winter. You don't construct during winter. That's true. I guess it's I winter. Guess. I don't know. I don't know. Well, in the not-wintry forest, Fangs goes to the gargoyle meeting. He's real nervous. And all the gargoyles, I guess, have, like, voice changers in their masks. Yeah. Because they're all spooky. Ooh. Ooh. He kneels before the king. And they're about to brand him. And then Jughead's like, no more friends being branded. And then apparently Jughead and Sweet Boy know how to knock out people like Splinter Cell style. Do they just walk up behind two gargoyles and smack them across the back and And they are out. And down they go. Which is insane. FP is there too. So this is like a weird mission with one adult man and two teenagers. Well, no, there's a bunch of serpents there actually. They're just hiding in the trees. Oh, that's right. Because at that point, as soon as they do that, they all just run in. And they tackle the gargoyle and they, just, and they decide that fangs undercover thing is done yeah. they decide that there's no way that this could be a trick or no, something oh never no uh so because because jughead runs up and goes sweepy take care of fangs and i'm like all right well all that's right. not happening anymore i guess <laughs> no more undercover well, there he could have meant take care of him no like, he didn't. give him a knuckle sandwich no he didn't no, clearly he didn't. did it so um they they, uh, they they charge down the gargoyle king and they rip off his mask and it's tall boy who we definitely we were told he was murdered by sheriff Minetta. i, w- I guess we should have uh, okay yeah sheriff Minetta said it 
So, so I guess at that point, Hiram became, was like, "I'm gonna turn you." Yeah, you're going to be my gargoyle king. Didn't he already work for Hiram because he was one of the fake Black Hoods? He was a decoy Black Hood. I don't think he was a decoy Black Hood. He I, was because remember, there was a time there was two Black Hoods. One was fake. One was Hal, and the Soft Boy was one of the fake Black Hoods because there was two Black Hoods shooting out. Oh right, yeah, because yeah. they were using Black Hood to make Hermione's run. Yes, right, that thing. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, the, the the thing is that he was a fake Black Hood once. Is them, I guess, my yeah. thing. So that's when we were told that he was shot. But instead, Hiram was like, "I have a long con." Yeah, because because he does say when they're interrogating him, which I think I'll just say right now, because um, that's the scene that's coming up right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that he was hiding out in Athens, which I guess he wasn't. He was just the gargoyle king and living in Athens and driving into Riverdale. <laughs> I guess so. To do this, like, weird... It's <laughs> well, he can't stay in Riverdale. He can't buy his groceries there. He has to buy his gro- groceries in Athens. Yeah, that town with only women and him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love if they were if when they went to Athens, they're like, no, there's no men here. Well, there's one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a soft boy, if there ever was. Well, you know, well, he's got that long hair. Maybe he was walking around in a dress just pretending. They're like, he's not an attractive woman, but we let him do we let him do what he wants. We don't judge here in Athens. We're open-minded. So uh, they try to get they interrogate Tallboy, being like, hey, we know that Hiram's actually in charge. And Tallboy comes up with an obvious lie. Oh, the most obvious of lies. I, oh, you can only see Hiram if we give him something that he really wants. Gotta make a deal. You're telling me that you don't regularly meet with Hiram so to, So he like, can tell you what to do in your fake gargoyle kinginess? Yeah, because he's... Because Hiram's the actual gargoyle king. You're just the guy who wears the, the suit. Yeah, you're like the head of Oz that gets projected on the screen. Yeah, you're just a floating head. And he is the little rotund, rotund man. Yeah, behind the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. But they had to give him something he wants. During the scene, he also gets real smug and smirky about how much he loved killing Joaquin, <laughs> which very upsets our baby serpents. Yeah. Well, he he mentions a bunch of, like, things that upset the baby serpents. It's like they never saw crime before. They didn't see crime. It's, very, it's becoming more and more clear that <laughs> maybe even just this specific, like, branch of the serpents is... Basically, no. just like a community service no, group. You know what it really feels like? It really feels like the old, that the reason that uh, what is it? Uh, Jughead's mom left was not anything to do with uh, with FP being like, oh, he's doing crime. She's upset that he wasn't like murdering people. Yeah, she's upset that he wasn't doing crime. Yeah, because he clearly, clearly, FP doesn't want to do crime. Clearly, none of the serpents because anytime a serpent does do crime, they get kicked out. <laughs> Everyone's so upset. <laughs> And then he did that small crime. He wasted all his time on little crime. Yeah, and she's like, what he should have been doing is murdering people. Or maybe she left because he stole from his best friend. And she was like, hey, that's a step too far. I murder people when I'm angry, but... But you, you stole from Luke Perry Andrews. The, the nicest man. Anyway, uh, they're going to make a deal. Yeah, Betty uh, confronts Alice. Who's dressed like the old Alice, except poorly. She kind of looks like a clown. Yeah, but apparently she has some sort of interview for, for like, like, a TV job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she also, she contradicts what Hal says. She says she never mentioned Ascension Night. She has not seen Hal. Yeah, because Betty's like, oh, well, Dad obviously knew about Ascension Night from you. Yeah. And, and Hal's Betty, just like, no! And Betty believes it, which, I mean, eh, sure. 
You know, she can tell when Alice is lying because she's not good at it. <laughs> Alice is very bad at lying. It's true. The thing is that Alice has ne- not been lying at all. She's been super honest. She's just been terrible. Um, cute, adorable scene. <laughs> A scene that, once again, does not fit in Riverdale. Reggie's just hanging out in the student lounge doing some bumbling. <laughs> yeah, Reggie Reggie has Bumble. chosen Bumble instead of Tinder. Yeah, the the app where the woman has to... Like, reach out, to the, man reach out first. to the man first. Not Tinder, the app for finding sex. Where he could just send pictures of his abs. I do like, you do see a momentary glimpse of his profile photo, and he's shirtless, so. Oh, sweet boy. Oh, sweet boy. So, dumb boys are dumb. Archie comes on in, and he's like, hey, Reggie, can I talk to you about cheating? <laughs> and Reggie just assumes. Like, oh, oh, she told you. Are you okay? <laughs> and then there's this great moment and possibly one of the fun- the funniest moment of the episode maybe the funniest moment of the season it's not a particularly funny show it's um true. but where archie and reggie just stare at each other for like a solid minute with no one saying anything and archie just like twinging eyebrows and reggie being like what uh <laughs> and then archie goes i thought you could help me cheat at the sat's <laughs> And then Reggie says, oh, she's going to kill me. Like, Reggie, inside thoughts. Don't say these things out loud. Keep your thoughts inside your head. Oh, I love the Reggie-Archie dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, Archie Archie runs off. Um, So, Jughead comes to talk to Archie and Archie's like I really can't study my emotions look there's things going on and Jughead's like what if we exchanged you with Hiram for information what if we used you as bait and Archie's like I am so down to being bait my emotions you, kill them you don't understand I want to be bait so bad I need to be strong I need to be hard I can be just like a worm <laughs> which is bait <laughs> Worm is not strong and hard. No, but Archie's not smart. That's true. His programming is falling apart. Archie's also not strong and hard, so. I know. he's No, he's very strong and hard, though. Just not, like, <laughs> mentally, which is where he wants to be. Yeah. That's the problem. He's like, my body is so It's strong. so strong. I can punch through ice and stuff. I love to punch. But my emotions are so soft. <laughs> my soft emotions. So, Betty thinks. Betty's like, wait a second. I'm the smartest character on the show. I feel like that's something I should have done first. My mom, she just bamboozles me. So she calls up the uh, the prison and is like, "Hey, look, can you just describe can my you mom? Tell me to what me? Alice Cooper looks like." It's I feel like they're I feel like their description is probably like, "Well, kind of looks like a gothic vampire and someone who really wants to open a brothel." And <laughs> she always wears one glove. Why? For stroking. Well, for burns, but... <laughs> the burns that cover her entire body? Just one hand. Just one hand. Yeah. She's got a burned hand. She's like Dumbledore. <laughs> so, uh, Betty goes to see Dumbledore. Who is Penelope Blossom? Who we learn way more than we ever needed to know about in this, uh, in this scene. Stupid Penelope Blossom has been going to sex Hal Cooper. Because apparently she has a thing for serial killers. She wrote letters to jeffrey dahmer and every time they sex she just loves to talk about ascension night i cannot imagine her just being like hey hal 
here's something interesting. Did I tell you about the time that I ran kind of a cult, but mostly a D&D game? <laughs> we had a D&D game. Well, she's doing the thing. She's like, I like where she tells about her D&D character. She doesn't want to use a DM, but she's telling stories about her D&D group. Exactly. But then this one night, there was like, we all got, we all took a bunch of drugs, and then unrelated, the principal drank some poison and died. And I thought that Daryl Doyley set it up, but he thought that I set it up. How and funny. Ne- and we never told anyone about it. We caused a man to be dead. I'm like you, Hal. I also saw a Gargoyle King. <laughs> and Hal's like, what is happening? Like, Wait, I like this. Tell me more. So Betty goes to confront Hal, and he does the whole Hannibal Lecter, like, Why would I do it? No, I want you to say the answer. Think, Betty, why would a father say something like that to his daughter? I like to imagine that, well, Hannibal Lecter knows what uh, Clarice was going to say. Um, I like to imagine that Hal's like, literally, I have no idea. Why did I do that? (laughs) I don't know when my thoughts go the way they go, Betty. (laughs) Then Betty's like, to keep me coming back. Here's the main problem. She between the time he told the lie and now she never came back. Yeah. Like it did not draw her back. She since she figured this out and then came and be like, "Hey, I figured out your dumbness. <laughs> you lied to me." <laughs> Bye. Which, not a surprise, but and then he's like, "Oh, no, you'll come back. You came back again." He's, she's like, "I had a reason to. I need you to prove that you didn't <laughs> steal my money." Just just want my college fund back. Bye, dad. <laughs> you suck. Uh, so it's nighttime now. Yep. And all those teens and the Gargoyle King. Yeah, they're going to meet up on the creepiest bridge. Ooh. Ooh. And by all those teens, I guess I just mean the Gargoyle King and Archie, but those serpents are close by. Yeah, they're hiding in the shadows of the single lane bridge. And a car pulls up and a man steps out wearing a hat. A hat that we've never seen Hiram wear before, but it did once belong to the fake FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we actually did see this man wearing it before because it's not Hal. Nope. It's it cl- is Claudius Blossom. And Claudius Blossom is just as confused because <laughs> FP, who is being the Gargoyle King, is like, you're not Hal. And then, then Claudius is like, what? Wait, hold on. You're not Soft Boy. <laughs> what? Is, what? And then everyone's just confused. They grab him. And then FP is like, you know what? <laughs> Citizens arrest. We tried to exchange a man, a boy with a man, and you showed up to take this boy. There's got to be a crime in there somewhere. (laughs) Probably something's illegal about this. Yeah. So Archie comes home from his not being traded. Yep. And go, well, he goes to see Ed. Well, he goes to see Veronica. By that, I mean, Veronica goes to see him and is sitting on his bed. Crying. Yeah. Because they have to break up. Yep. Because she doesn't. Like, that he's not happy? Well, so Archie goes here, and he explains, like, oh, he's, like, like, oh, I'm not mad. And then Veronica says, like, she she explains herself by being, like, well, I was mad because you were this. And, I th- and you know, you say, come back, they got angry at you. I'm like, Veronica, you could have just said, Archie, you said you were never coming back. And it's been months? <laughs> it's been an indeterminate time, Archie. And I got indeterminate. over... Indeterminate! Like, she got over their breakup. Yeah. Essentially, as one does. Especially but, when you're 16. But, but Aaron, this is very quintessential teen dramas we've seen from OC. Like, mm-hmm. that is that is hard emotion. And you know what? It's, fu- it's realistic. They're teenagers. Yeah, exactly. But Archie's like, 
my life's really hard. Can we just not break up until tomorrow? And then they have sex for the second time this episode. Great. Now, we don't, we don't, not sure they had sex in the bar. I'm sure they had sex at the bar. Yeah. Because Archie took his shirt off immediately. Well, he took his jacket off. I presume the shirt was soon to come. So the next day is a bad day. <laughs> it's the SATs. Which I guess are happening now. And there's no way he could just sit to write them next month. No, but he's, he's doing that. And then he has another panic attack. And he runs off to the bathroom and punches a mirror. And panic attacks. Yeah, he flashes back to his imaginary killing of Hiram. He flashes back to his beating of himself. Yep. Uh, then he punches a mirror, and it's shattered, and you see his reflection. Him so sad. Which leads us directly into the next scene. <gasps> Hiram Which is, is not the last scene of this episode as I thought it would shockingly. be. Shockingly. <laughs> it's not even close. So Hiram is on the phone with Hermione. Being all smug. I mean, I assume it's Hermione because he's because he gets his cute little pet name. It'd be really weird if it was anyone else. <laughs> well, it could have been Andre, but he's dead. <laughs> I love Andre. <laughs> so he, yeah, he's talking about what's going on. And then he goes, then he's holding, I think, a mug of milk. Like a little Some teacup sort of, of like milk. teacup, something. Yeah. yeah. And it shatters. And he looks down in confusion. And it turns out he's been shot in the chest. He's been, yeah, he's been shot in the chest, which means he has to have seen the person who did it, right? You would think so. Yeah, because cause that shock did and not come from. To, from the front. It could not come from, well, behind him, I think, was pretty much just, like, the wall. Yeah. Well, and it couldn't him. have come from behind him because it wouldn't have shattered the... It could have, it could have over-penetrated. Uh, it could I, have I went think in it's his implied back. that it... Yeah, it came yeah. from the front, which I assume means that he saw who it was. <gasps> he falls to the ground. Blood. Blood. And we'll come back to that later. It's yeah. not the end of the episode. No. I thought that was. I thought for sure, like, oh, episode done. But what happens is Betty comes home. And all the farm ladies are in her house. Why do they keep coming to her house? To they gloat have a farm. at her. They are just. I, su- I assume. I assume Alice like insists they do. And they are having raw milk and gluten-free oat cookies or something. Just oatmeal cookies. Just garbage. <laughs> I hate these people. And Evelyn says, oh, we're so excited. We're celebrating because Alice got that job. And Alice is like, yes, Edgar had connections. And then Evelyn adds, and because of the money you gave us, we bought the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. So now we have a permanent home. And the rage inside Betty. Betty is going to cry from pure rage. You know what this would have been a great moment for? To see her hand squeeze into her palm and make those cuts. Only happened once. Only yeah. when she was on Adderall. It happened a second time when they were trying to make it a big thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think someone pointed out like, oh, but you do this. That means these things. This would have been the perfect moment for that shot. For the blood to just be pouring down her hands. But, you know. Uh. Uh, back at the hospital, we learned Hiram. It's not dead. Not dead. Thankfully, there's a magic hospital. But Veronica has been calling Archie for an indeterminate length of time and is 900% convinced that he did the shooting. Here's the thing. Hiram literally wants to kill Archie. Has said it numerous times to his daughter. Has has no problem doing it. Has no problem just cold-bloodedly murdering Archie. And I am not up, up you know, I don't like murder. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make the uh, the hot take. I don't like murder. Ooh. And I'm not saying that Archie should shot him, but like it's it feels to me like Hermione still not Hermione. Veronica. Um, Veronica still has this thing in her head that she's just jousting with her dad. Yeah, and at the end of the day, they're all going to laugh and have milkshakes. Once she finally convinces him that he did some bad things. Yeah, he'll just get over it. She doesn't even comprehend that Hiram will murder Archie. As soon as he can get out of that bed, he's going to go back trying to kill a teenage boy to teach his daughter a lesson. And I understand the difficulty of that, but the problem that I have is that I feel like if you want Veronica to be as clever or as deep of a character as you want it to be, I feel like she should be feeling that. She should be feeling like, like, I feel bad, Like, like, obviously my dad is my dad. But she's so blinded by him still. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. and I, I feel like we're not seeing that depth. Like, for a while, the relationship between her and her father is complex, but not in a good way. Yes. It, it does feel like she still thinks, like, oh, we can do that, but I'm not feeling like the writers are showing that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I, I don't feel, I think Veronica's ridiculous in this scene. <laughs> well, and Archie, too, is like, how could you think that I did that? And he's like, we can never date again. <laughs> you... You're like, he will kill me. Like, that man right there in front of me want, actually did try. If he had succeeded in the, the boy fight club, which I would she be, was there for, yeah, I would be dead. Like, his goal was to make me dead. So, no, and I wouldn't, and I would not fault Archie if Archie's like, I'm actually kind of sad that that shot didn't kill him. Mm. Because Archie would be dead right now. If Hiram, if Veronica hadn't been fighting against her dad. Yeah. Archie would have been dead. Archie would have been dead. I mean, if if Veronica, I mean, if Veronica had been fighting with dad, he also wouldn't have been trying to be killed in the first place because we learned it's all because of Veronica. Yeah, but. Yeah, still. He if also Ron- would not have joined the mafia yeah. if it wasn't for Veronica. If Veronica so. hadn't taken that moment to be like, oh, let's break Archie out, he would be dead. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no way he could have escaped. And then I wonder what Veronica would feel. Hmm. Hmm. Would she be mad at her dad? No, <laughs> she'd be like, no, nah, we we're still dueling, dad. <laughs> Oh. Uh, I don't care. Speaking of shooting, oh no. <laughs> Fangs and Sweepy accidentally killed Soft Boy. <laughs> and then I, I don't know why we're laughing. I think it's because later I looked at Aaron and I'm like, they definitely did accidentally kill him. Like, I think they accidentally killed I him. I don't think they wanted to make him dead, but I think they did want to make him shot. Well, they <laughs> they didn't shoot him, though. They had a gun. Oh, I guess they did shoot him. I didn't see the gun. <laughs> uh, Fangs had it. Okay. Because they're, they're like, oh, he tried to escape. I don't think he tried to escape. I think... They were just mad. I don't know why I'm laughing so much at this. I think it's because... because they're such doofs about <laughs> it. <laughs> they are such doofs about it. <laughs> oh, no. And then, Jughead, what do we do? And then possibly one of the greatest moments in Riverdale, Jughead's like, let me think, let me think. And, he's, and he says something that makes me feel like the... the I hate to say this. The good writers were on Jughead because he's like... We're going to have a party. I'm like, of course you are. Because you know what show this is, Jughead. I do have a question. Yeah. What was their plan? No idea. I have no idea what the party no was supposed to do. I thought it was a cover for something. But it, apparently they're just throwing a party. Well, they don't get to what it's a cover for. But we'll talk about that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so then we then we get a... Uh, this is sort of the dramatic end montage. Yep. So yep. Archie confides in Luke Perry Andrews that everything is shattering around him yet again. Yeah. 
And he's like, I just, I don't know how to deal with life anymore, Dad. And Luke Perry gives him good advice that Archie takes in a bad way. Yep. Because he's like, well, you survived all these things. How did how? you do that? I kept fighting. And they're like, well, then just keep fighting. And Archie's like, yes, fighting, fighting. myself. And Luke Perry Andrews is like, uh-oh. <laughs> well, not quite yet. Yeah, not quite yet. Um, Clifford Blossom is dead? Not Clifford. <laughs> Claudius. Well, Clifford, Clifford Blossom is dead. You're not wrong. Clifford Blossom is dead. Claudius Blossom was found dead in the jail cell because this because because this jail is the worst. Because there's no sheriff. <laughs> I guess if there's no sheriff, they all they all just like ah, draw straws, being like someone has to be on duty. Whatever. Yeah, Claudius is lying dead, dead on the ground of his cell. Meanwhile, Hermione has called FP because. It's time. Sidebar, FP is very concerned about how sad Hermione is that Hiram has been shot. That I almost forgot that his relationship is with Alice. Yeah. Not Hermione. And Hermione is not so upset. <laughs> no, I think Al- I think Hermione's, at this point, Hermione's like, no, nah, I'm not broke up about it. She's I like, wouldn't. I need a break. I would not be surprised if Hermione was the one who shot him. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. We are definitely setting up a, like, a Dallas who shot JR situation. I hope it's Hermione. I wouldn't mind Hermione. Yeah, like it's another flip, but this this is a this was a good flip. Like she's been slowly getting tired of him, like episode after episode. She's like, this nonsense is nonsense. Yeah, it wasn't a heavy one episode. We decided to change her character. Yeah, we've seen the arc. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, meanwhile, in our BC plot, Betty is t- finally. I think she finally feels betrayed by her mom. Like there's no coming <laughs> back from it. And what bugs me is what she does with it. Because she goes to see Hal. And what bugs me the most is, I'm like, Betty, you sh- you're supposed to be a smart one. You you spend a lot of time with Mayor McCoy. You could obliterate Alice in court. But who is going to help her with her emotions, Kevin? Mayor McCoy. Sorry, mm-hmm. former Mayor McCoy. Lawyer McCoy does not seem great with emotions. I don't know. She's been better than... I don't know. I, I, I feel like I feel like the fact that she did not even. I mean, we don't know that there could be legal stuff going on. I think it's very realistic because Betty is super smart, but yeah. above it all, she is a little girl. Yeah, she's sixteen, who has been betrayed by the person who is supposed to put her first and the yeah. person who is supposed to take care of her above all else. That's true. Alice has proven that she has absolutely no interest in taking care of Betty. At all. That's true. Like, like, even, even, like, and this is a long time coming. Even we come back from the beginning of the series when she was like, oh, you got to get into college. That wasn't really about her. Betty, it was know, about Alice. About Alice. And though. The, and, and this is just proof of that because she's decided to take that away. Yeah. And so while Hal Cooper is a crazy Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> I, once again, I do like to imagine Hal just being like, how did this work? How, wait, she's here? He did. This has nothing to do with any of the others of Hal did this episode. No. no. It's just luck. It's just luck. But he did show her interest in her as <laughs> showed, a child showed, of his. He showed interest in her gargoyle and the Griffiths and Gargoyles thing by being like, oh, I was the girl. So she's like, well, I have I, one I, parent who abandons I me. I love the idea of him just being like... <laughs> He doesn't quite understand. He's like, I'll get involved in her stuff by making her think that I was the serial killer from the youth. Then he'll, she'll see how involved I am. I'm the most involved dad. <laughs> I'm so involved in her life. <laughs> I like that like, he just keeps lying to her about what serial killers he's been. He's like, hey, uh, Betty, you, you know the Zodiac killer? 
that, no, that, was, that was me. me. It's like, no. No, Dad, it wasn't. You're saying you were in Portland in the 70s. No, uh, Seattle? Uh, California. California. Why am I thinking it was up in Oregon? I don't know. Because we're in Oregon. We're not in Oregon. Not us. The show. No, the show's definitely in upstate New York. And you know what's really sad? Hal Cooper is giving her really good parenting advice. <laughs> He's being a really good prison dad. I almost want him to do a hard flip and be like... <laughs> he just, like, counsels her from his cell. Yeah. <laughs> and, he gets her into and, Yale. And not to be, like, creepy or dark. Like, I want... No, sorry. I want him to still be doing it in the creepiest way possible. I want him to be shot like Silence of the Lambs. But I wanted it to be more like those movies where... Uh, someone like takes interest in under like an underprivileged youth. Yeah, <laughs> he's like getting her to read her college essays to him, and he's like, "Oh no, you should include the part where I tortured you in the basement." Look at you, a lot of sympathy. Oh, he, no, he does it by standing in the back of the back of cells, <laughs> like, and, and just says things like, "Like you, you got to watch out for uh, for your your use of uh, prepositions." <laughs> Betty, grammar. I know you know what's right. <laughs> Uh, I know I know. there's a lot of times you can use colloquialisms in essays, but I think if you're trying to apply for a place such as this, you should think about uh, maybe be using more of a formal tone. <laughs> but he does it from the back and shadowed up. I'm loving this Hannibal Lecter daddy. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't like how you said it. I love it. Uh. Including how I said it. So, uh... <laughs> Let's move on from that scene where Reggie goes to see Hiram, but really he's seeing Veronica. And it's really sweet and thoughtful, but I'm kind of mad at the show because it's like, Archie really sucks, but look at how good Reggie is. Like, no, Veronica sucks. Veronica sucks. Archie Ver- has PTSD. <laughs> Veronica is the key badness in everything that's happening. She is like she is a the cancer. Com- she is the common denominator. It's true. <sighs> This just keeps going. Now it's a celebration party where Jughead's like, yay, we found out who the Gargoyle King is. And Effie and Fangs are like, oh, God. Oh, ooh, man. Ooh. Oh, jeez. I didn't think being part of a gang would be able to make us kill someone. And then the sirens blare and the lights flash and a police is coming. And we stepped out there wearing a sheriff's hat. It's the new sheriff. It's FP. It's FP. He loves so, it. He winks at his son. When Hermione said, it's time it's time was for FP to become the sheriff. Which means either she discussed that with him before or she was like, it's time. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what is it time for? I'm going to make you sheriff. He's Oh, I like that. I like that. You know, when I was a, se- when I was a secret serpent, now I'll be an open sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> also still a serpent. But the serpents are also just a good, like, they're not a gang. <laughs> they're, they're even more not a gang they're now. They're just private security. <laughs> Also, they accidentally killed a man. They're like a no, but two of them actually like killed a man. That's true. And they're boys. <laughs> and he was a soft boy. And you know what? Everyone thinks he's dead already, except for the serpents. Wait, no, but are but the serpents did know. Yeah, the, the serpents ser- know he's alive. Yeah, but but, but Jughead the said law, that he, yeah, the law knows he's dead. And Jughead said that he banished soft boy again. Yes, <laughs> again. Great. Now we have to do Archie's scene, which is also very odd. So Archie is angry boxing. Then he goes over to his, the one, like the one piece of furniture still in his room other than his bed, which is 
a, like bedside table desk. Yeah, and he pulls out some laudanum. Yeah, I guess it's alcohol, but definitely looks like he's just taking laudanum for his headaches. Jägermeister, maybe, or Jägermeister, or <laughs> cough syrup. But he drinks. It is not something from this century, is what I'm saying. But he drinks that old timey medicine. <laughs> and then his dad comes in, and his dad looks at the room and is like, "This <laughs> looks like a prison cell." She's like, "No, nah, I'm fine." <laughs> He's like, mm, you're not. I do like how uh, Luke Perry leaves by looking at him and being like, I'm going to have to deal with this. It's hard for me when I'm only one dad. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh, no. He's like, I probably should have got him counseling after he saw me get <laughs> shot. There's a lot I should have been doing. I'll pick up on this. I'm sure it's fine now. It's like he's not like he's drinking some 19 or, uh, yeah, 1900s cure for headaches that's full of i think opium oh definitely opium. a lot of them was opium wasn't yeah, it yeah everything was opium <laughs> she's on opium <laughs> what a strange twist for riverdale thanks Archie, riverdale she's hooked on opium i love these old timey storylines So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic went down so smoothly like laudanum, only to come back in punching force as drama? That was a bad one. But yeah, sure did. Something that didn't drive the storyline forward really at all. Uh, you know, I gotta go with Reggie's weird confrontation with Veronica. When he was we're, like, Archie's not okay! Where we mostly learned that Veronica still is a bad person. When she's yes. like, yeah, it's strange that he's not happy. And I hate it. I suppose that is when Reggie found out that Archie had been attacked by a bear. But that didn't change anything. Well, it, all, all it did was like show us that Veronica continues to be a b- bad person. She knows about the bear attack. She knows about all this bad stuff. And she's still like, I don't like that he's not happy. Yeah. And I mean... Once again, it feels like she does not comprehend the seriousness of the situation. Exactly. She, she's like, no, no, it's fine. What, like, I mean, I'll duel with my dad and he'll come around and then we'll all be happy. So much time has passed. He should be over it by now. I got over him. And if they really... Once again, if they really leaned into that, I would. that would actually be really cool. If mm-hmm. if Veronica's arc is just like, Veronica, you aren't realizing this is serious. So serious. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is that, once again, I think Veronica's just kind of like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's your CW moment? I wrote it down in one scene, but I don't quite get why <laughs> I wrote meant? it down there. It was about the meetup on the creepy bridge. The problem is when I just write down, like, hey, I think this might be the, the moment. Is I don't understand what it is. It was unnecessarily dramatic. <laughs> and just led to everyone being confused. Yeah, when they're all just like, what? 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 But what? then it did make Claudius Blossom dead. It did. No, I think probably um, CW moment has to be just the fact that Hal Cooper and his whole momentary, like, I'm going to pretend to be the Gargoyle King thing. Because we learned stuff, I guess, but in the overall arc, what did that give us? 
It just pushed Betty closer to Dark Betty, I guess. Maybe? Although she doesn't seem very dark. She's just very devastated. I, I That would have been better if it stretched out for longer and she actually did keep visiting him. Because mm-hmm. him being like, well, I said so you'd keep visiting me. No, you, you lied and she only came back when she discovered the lie. And somehow now you got your wish. Like, it would have been better if either he kept lying about things. Mm-hmm. If, like, he kept on doing stuff. And, like, yeah, him getting his wish of her coming to him had nothing to do with his thing earlier. Like anything he did. Re- it had everything to do with what Alice did. Because Alice faked his signature, which made Art- made her go see him. Yep. Which made Hal a viable person for her to go see. Him lying about the gargoyle, being the gargoyle king, only gave us a momentary, like, was Hal the original gargoyle king? Because, remember, we said, oh, can't be Hal, that's too dumb. <laughs> and we were correct. It, it was can't too be dumb. And they didn't <laughs> do it. Can't be hell. It's too dumb. Can't be hell either. It can't be hell. What of the embodiment of hell? That's not a person. It also was kind of weird that uh, Hiram was like, ah, this guy will be my fake gargoyle king. Yeah, soft boy. I, mean, I knew that it couldn't be Hiram wearing the... Oh, there's no way. There's Hiram's no way not Hiram. walking around in that costume. Hiram's not doing that ridiculousness. No. He's the man in black. Yeah. It's it's also funny how they set up just a pure Dallas situation of who shot JR. Do you so, think they'll tell us next next episode? Because that's what this show does. The problem is I feel like they will. I don't think they should. I really think they should draw it out. I think Hiram should stay in a coma for a while like they did mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. I think him waking up should be he knows who it is. Yes. Um, and Hiram can do something about that because it's Hiram. Yeah, he'll just walk out into the night but let's think about plan. Who, let's think about who it is because it could be Hermione. It could be FP. It could be FP. FP would unlikely. be... Unlikely. Because they didn't do as much setup for him. It, I, I think the ones who's most likely could be... Hermione. Is Hermione. Luke Perry Luke Andrews. Luke Andrews. Maybe Penelope? Maybe. Yeah, it could be Penelope. Because uh, Claudius got arrested, and she still doesn't have her brothel. <laughs> Which she wants so bad. So badly. I am so furious that apparently they did nothing during that quarantine. I'm hoping for a reveal, but the more episodes we get... Because if it's because the him being like, oh, we need a sheriff so we can have charge of the law. I'm like, didn't you have the town under your thumb for five weeks and you just didn't take advantage of it? Again, he was really just bothering his daughter. <laughs> but, but, but all they did was shut down Pop Tates for a while. I was like, ah, I put the town in quarantine so your bar had worse business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would, would it really? Because if they... He shut down the bar. This is on brand for Hiram. I guess. Big gesture to punish his daughter. Oh, man. <sighs> well, that's Riverdale. We'll be back next week, I guess, with another one. I hope so. Yeah, but if you uh, if you like that, you should give us a rating if you subscription on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We should be on Google Play soon. So many podcast options. You can find us everywhere. You can find us on other things also, like Eyecatcher or whatever your podcatcher yeah, choices. Yeah, Podbean. That's, yeah. Not a, that's no, our no, website. No, that is. You can actually yeah. get it there. You can also go ahead to our new website at podbean.podcastmoa.com. It's beautiful. Yeah. I saw it today <laughs> for the first time. Yep. Yep. So you can, uh, if you want to listen to it online, that's the best place to do it. And you should talk to us about how you feel. About the everything. It's everything. The reveals. Do you think that that, uh, what did I call him? Daddy Hannibal Lecter? Yeah. Hannibal Lecter Daddy? Han- it's Hannibal Lecter Daddy. 
do you like Hannibal Lecter daddy? Do you think he will be a good dad to Betty? If there's anything I know from the reaction to that uh, Ted Bundy trailer, no. <laughs> he will not be a good daddy. People will, will not like it. No, they won't. But tell us. Tell us on Twitter. Send us an Instagram story. Yeah. Tag us in your memes. All <laughs> podcast MOA, podcast MOA. Also that for email. Podcast MOA, podcast MOA at gmail.com. Who shot Hiram Lodge? What will the baby serpents do about Soft Boy? So, is Archie Mad Dog now? Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? Are we all animals in here? <laughs> <laughs>